0: And welcome to another episode of the DOS Game Club podcast. This is number 59, I think. uh, Covering the game we played in July, which was the Lost Vikings. Um, Lost Vikings released in 1993 by... Oh, I don't know how to say this. Silicon and Synapse? Synapse? I don't know. Does anyone know? One of those words depends on who you ask
1: and what part of the world you're in. Probably (laughs) probably the Americans say synapse and the British say synapse. I think it's one of those. What do you say? uh, Synapse. (laughs) I don't say it very often. It's not a word that
2: comes up in my...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. That's the thing. Who says this
1: word?
2: Biology teachers, I guess.
0: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Anyway, it's the Lost Vikings from 1993, uh, which we've been playing in July. So, uh, yeah, there we are. Now, I'm not going to talk about this uh, by myself. Of course, I'm Tyne, by the way, uh, Martijn, or Tyne on the forums. Um, and joining us, as always, is our trusty co-host, Florian. Hello, hello, DOSNerds. Hello. It's, uh, yeah, it's great that we're back. We're back. And we're doing another one.
2: Where, where, where are we gone?
0: Well, we're always where, where, gone where for a missing? month. <laughs> and then we, we reappear.
3: <laughs> True.
0: Yeah. Uh also joining uh, is a regular Dos game club member, Otvar. Hello. Hey. I think
3: you requested to be on the show, right? Yeah, yeah, it's one of the one of the games of my uh well, not really of my childhood, but one of one of the games that I was really interested in. Huh. Oh, that's cool. You can you can tell us all about it then.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah that's that's the whole thing. And also joining us all the way from Australia, it's Bjorn. Hello, hey, and you've been on uh, several times as well, of course. So yeah, a couple of times now. It's all veterans here. It's all.
3: <laughs> we know the gist. Got <laughs> to give some kudos to to Björn. It's what seven a.m. his his time. Seven thirty now. Mm, dedication. Yeah,
0: and it's it's almost midnight here, so it's <laughs> we're we're really pushing the the limits of what's possible with you know time zones it's a very global podcast mm, for if, sure. if
2: only the flat earthers were true right <laughs>
0: Well, that <laughs> would make the podcast so a lot easier actually but oh, well. uh so yeah i don't know um let's let's go right yeah let's go let's go first bullet point in our notes is always who suggested this game and i didn't look this up actually so i don't know does anyone know i did yeah
2: i know it, it was Kadarnik. oh from brazil so the game was was suggested in brazil uh, played all over the, the globe and now we're recording it in europe and Australia. wow mm.
0: we are really <laughs> spanning the globe with this one yep that's cool um he didn't want to be on right so that's why he's not here but
2: second time he suggests a game that we pick and he's not on the
3: Yeah, podcast. he doesn't want to. So well, thanks, but that's thanks fair. for suggesting it anyway. It's a uh, it's a good good game I think to yeah. to pick. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. For sure.
0: So has anyone well I know Otvar, you played it before, right? So Wow. Well, how 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 did you play it before?
3: That's uh uh I, I just remember um so it came out for Super Nintendo originally. Um mm. And uh, at the time, I was very much uh, looking at Super Nintendo, reading like Nintendo Power, that kind of thing. And oh, I, wow. I, I remember like reading about it and being like, it looked really beautiful and looked really interesting and uh, like a puzzle game with, you can call, control three characters and it's Vikings and it's yeah, super awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I never, never ended up buying it. I think I, I read lots about it and decided that, you know, it's a puzzle game. So it's not going to be that replayable and, uh, you know, it, Super Nintendo game at that time was like you know eight seventy eighty quid or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I probably Super ended up expensive. buying like Street Fighter and stuff. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I I played it a little bit uh, on probably on DOS or DOS, uh, uh, well on the Windows or something like that. But uh, yeah, so I it it never like became that uh, that uh, that game of my childhood. But I I still look, think it, it looks really good and uh, it was interesting to play through it. Finally, uh, mm. <laughs> uh, with uh, during the month. So really, this month is the first time that
0: you really tried it out for real for the first time.
3: Yeah, I think I probably borrowed it uh, when I was a kid and played. I must have played a little bit, but yeah, I never played like what is it, thirty six levels. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Until yeah. Now. Wow. Yeah. So it was a really good opportunity for me to actually get to the meaty bits of this game. Yeah. So you've been fascinated by this game your whole life. Yeah, basically. Now I'm now it's. Now I'm finished. Now it's complete. <laughs> oh, uh, although there is a sequel, so I I still have some some goals.
0: Hmm, that's true. It's it's important to have something on the horizon, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so so um, Bjorn, yes. did you play it back in the day, or is it also new for you this month? Um, not back in the day. I played it. Once all the way through ten
1: or twelve years ago, um, mm. and yeah, I, I had a friend who had it as well when I was a kid, uh, but I never really played it. Then I just watched him play it. Um, so yeah, this is my second real proper playthrough um, after after I played it. Yeah, a few years ago. Wow what 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 made you play it back then? Because um, <laughs> I was just into. I've, I've been into old DOS games and old old computers and stuff. Uh, for a while and uh, mm. it was just on my list it just I stumbled across it. I was playing through all sorts of different Dust games at the time and yeah it's just it's it's just one of the games I happen to play.
0: Yeah. It's, no it's particular a reason. familiar story really. <laughs> mm. Yeah. That's cool. So so you were aware of it as a kid and and you've even seen quite a bit of it. So yeah. did it help any in I mean it's not an easy game, is it? Yeah, it helped the second
1: time through. I, fi- I felt like I finished it a bit quicker this time. Um, I I wouldn't have been able to remember any of the puzzles before I played it, but you know, as you're going through, you're like, oh yeah, that's how this bit went, and and all that sort of stuff.
0: Yeah, right, right, yeah. Um, I don't, I don't think you've played it, Florian, or or did you? Maybe you did. No, I I haven't, or I hadn't. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I I was vaguely aware of the game, and um, it was a name that it was was mentioned in the club many times, and mm. Kadarnik actually suggested the game back in may 2017 oh, so just long time. weeks after we started the club so yeah it's it's been there all the time so but i had never played it before
0: right so but you were aware of the game i mean it was mostly a super nintendo game wasn't it well i guess
3: well the uh the dust game came out fairly quickly afterwards so no?
0: yeah okay yeah, but um, yeah, but in in my mind, it's really famous for being a Super Nintendo game. But maybe
3: yeah, uh, no, it was definitely one of the, the Super Nintendo games that really caught my. I think the the graphics is really well done for a, you know 16-bit mm. console. But yeah, I, I think it probably got quite a good good reception on on
0: DOS as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, DOS was kind of craving good-looking platformers, so. Mm-hmm. Sort of. I mean, it's is it even a platform? We'll we'll get into this, but yeah, we'll see. Get philosophical. Yeah, <laughs> um, I had also never played it, and to be honest, all this time, like since since it was suggested and since we mentioned, oh, we're gonna play this, all this time I thought this game was Goblins, <laughs> so uh, which is an, also a game where you control three characters, but it's it's completely different. It's more like a point and click game and it's by it's not by Sierra but i think it's by sort of a Sierra sub company or something i think it's by dynamics the same people who did um the incredible machine uh goblins that is uh and none of this has anything to do with lost Five Kings, turns out and which was <laughs> a surprise to me i was like i started this and i thought oh this is something else
3: but i i read something uh I think there was like a developer article or something where they mentioned the goblins as in they wanted to have something like goblins where you have multiple characters mm. solving a problem. And it's, I think it's more like that than, it's more similar to that than it is to like a, a classic platformer.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That, it, it's, it's sort of more like that. Although,
3: yeah, for sure. It doesn't really play like a normal platformer at all, does it? No, and I think that's kind of what what disappointed me when I like found out about it because I I think especially in as, as a younger kid you know you kind of want to go uh, have some action go you know guns blazing go in and, and jump and and from level to mm-hmm. level and uh, it really is more of a puzzle game where you have to take it uh, consider your options and find a solution and it it it's maybe it's different because you can play um, you can play two player and if you have the Sega Mega Drive uh, Genesis version. You can play three three players at once. Wow! And that sounds awesome. I watched a, a, a YouTube of it, and uh, well, I watched two of, two of them. One one was just very chaotic because one of them hadn't didn't you sort of grok the controls and just complained. <laughs> Whereas the other one was, you know, obviously three people who knew the game, and it was pretty um, like uh, efficient. Like they moved. At, you have to keep in the same screen. Uh, yeah, huh? uh, if you're outside the screen, you can't move, so you you have to then switch to that character. So it's mm. a bit weird, but um, at least it, it enables you to kind of do more uh, real time <laughs> uh, stuff rather than like move one uh, Viking over, switch to the other. You know, basically all the, the stuff that the whole game revolves around. Like especially, I mean, how many times do you do you place uh, Olaf with his shield and then go back, pick up the others, and put them you know behind him? Yeah. So I think. That's kind of what I wanted the game to be. And, mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah, now probably uh, I'm more receptive to the puzzling and solving the puzzle uh, mm. than I would have been as a
0: 10-year-old. Yeah, this is this is not a, a gun-blazing, fast-running game at all. Like, there's none of that. It's just, if you go in like that, you will just not make any progress. It's just...
3: Yeah, and it's, it's yeah. quite brutal. Like, if you have free lives, sure, but if you get hit by uh, a monster they will they will they will slap you and slap you again it's not like oh you you've taken a hit okay now you're invincible for 10 seconds no and uh, some of the um, some of the weapons are you know one hit deaths and uh, you can also fall on traps and yeah. uh, and even just get stuck <laughs> there's a lot of ways to die
0: <laughs> it's super brutal yeah for sure well, well we'll get into this like deeply but um i think it's fun uh, to also play a voice message, we got
2: yeah. So, so we got them a voice message from Thaneel. So let's listen what they have to say. The Lost Vikings.
4: This game is joyous and frustrating in equal measure. Like, <laughs> I love the characters, the animation, the humor. Um, the puzzles are a lot of fun. I remember when I was a kid, I think I might have been too young and this game just didn't hit me in the same way as it has in this past week. But I couldn't stop playing. I had to make it to the end. I had to see everything. But the problem with the game is sometimes it's too obtuse, the puzzles. Sometimes you just need to to do trial and error and there's no other way around it. I never would have stuck with this game if it wasn't for save states in DOSBox Pure. I I had to keep reloading and and trying new things and I couldn't bear the thought of going back to the beginning of the level. Um, So (laughs) sorry for cheating, I guess, but I never would have seen the end of it without save states. And and in fact, I would have missed the last cutscene of the game because the the characters are talking to each other and you push the the button to advance to the next piece of dialogue. Um, But that button ends the whole cutscene. Yes. And that's it. (laughs) You would have to, (laughs) if you were just playing with normal DOS, you would have to probably put in the passcode again and play the whole level, uh, the whole boss fight, and then see the last cutscene. I think that's crazy. Um,
3: A wild game.
4: Very glad I played it. Thanks for featuring it.
3: Thank you thanks thanks for sending it yeah I mean that, that's that's that could have been my my voice message. actually that was me uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> no but uh, I mean it completely uh, totally related. Copies all my 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 points and uh, especially that that last bit where you press uh, any key uh, after the after the cutscene has started and uh, the game just quits
0: <laughs> yeah it's it's a a bit of a classic DOS thing, really, to just end in a terrible way. It's, like, it's a lot of games suffer from this.
3: And I, uh, I, di- I didn't go back and, and, and replay that level because, man, that level is, is a beast. But uh, fortunately, there are YouTube uh, <laughs> replays. And uh, uh, a bonus was that I got to see the ending in, in different um, systems. So, like, ah. uh, you know, from the from the Mega Drive to to DOS to to Super Nintendo. Yeah, that's cool. I, I can totally relate to the part
2: about saves coming. I mean, I, I, that was the only way I could just play mm-hmm. play it a bit. I guess problem was I I have a hacked version of of DOSBox X for <laughs> development, and um, the save game versus the save save feature kept crashing. So <laughs> uh, that, that wasn't working too well either. I mean, that's that's probably not the problem of the game, but still
0: mm-hmm. made it made it a bit harder. It is. It is super brutal. It is. Yeah. It's kind of odd because I was also getting into it at one point, but it's also just punishment. The whole game is just mm-hmm. trying to kill you all the time. And <laughs> it makes you wonder why am I doing this? What what's even the point? And you, <laughs> I mean,
2: the the problem is not that it kills you over and over again the problem is that you have to sit through at least parts of of the ending cutscene of the game game over screen and then you have to restart and there's there's no checkpoint or anything and so you're you're replaying the same parts that you can already perfectly play each time but it still takes five six minutes until you get to the point where you died last time and then you die again and it's just yeah that's that's super super punishing yeah Mm.
3: yeah I think that's my main criticism um I actually wrote down a point of you know that that game over screen is is really beautiful and really, really well drawn Oh, it looks
2: looks nice yes
3: but I had to remove that point because it got so fed up because <laughs> um, it's not a, you can just you can't just click like re- retry you have to no. wait for them to be resurrected Yeah. and um uh, even more annoying if you finish the level with any uh any number less than 3 of the vikings it, the game will let you and it will uh like you will fade to black but then you will just restart the same level. Yeah, because <laughs> you need all three.
2: But before we talk about all those details, shall we quickly explain what the game is about and how it works? Because I think that makes makes more sense.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to get to that. So I don't know who wants to like in in rough. Uh, how do you say this? Like an overview. How does this game? It, say if you've never played this game. What is this game?
3: Uh, yeah. So you control three Vikings. Uh, who actually? Let's 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 go to the start. So. You, Game starts with three Vikings just going hunting, uh, and then they get abducted by an alien. Uh, I think the uh, the uh, thematic thing is he abducts them for his uh, intergalactic zoo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the space zoo. Space zoo. Yeah, just some random alien who wants basically uh, his private zoo. It's yeah, great story. Anyway, uh, the uh, so the three Vikings have sp- different abilities. Uh, Eric is a runner guy who can jump and he can also use his helmet to crash into things, uh, to knock down walls and defeat creatures, which I only realized at the very end of the game. Um, oh. And uh, Olaf just has a shield, so he can use that to protect himself and others from uh, incoming missiles and fireballs and whatever. And also, I uh, can put the shield on top of his head and use it as a flotation device, which uh, I guess it's some sort of weird physic- trick. <laughs> physics trick. It's a wing, like like on yeah, a Yeah, basically. I mean, it's a very uh, very cool feature, but uh, it doesn't make much sense. And then there's uh, Balog, who is a uh, warrior. He's got a sword and an uh, uh, infinite number of arrows for his bow. So he's basically the guy who can uh, destroy or kill enemies um, And then, so you control one of them at a time and you basically have to use their abilities to solve puzzles and uh, uh, use them to protect each other. And uh, the, yeah, you can only control one at a time. You can play two player and and control two. And uh, in the Genesis version, you can have one for each. Uh, But essentially it's a... um, you know, the level design is such that you need to do things in order in order to, you know, unlock certain parts like open doors or find items. Uh, so usually keys to, to proceed. Yeah. Yeah, the goal is always to reach
0: the end with all three. Yeah. That's that's the basic premise. And then
3: yeah, most of the time you end up in a door or sometimes you get thrown into space. Uh, there, So the goal is basically to, they want to escape this uh, spaceship uh, and they always get sent into different uh time zone, so you get into like the prehistoric time into some weird weird zones as well, where everything is like a candyland mm-hmm. uh and then uh, eventually uh they end up uh in in the spaceship again, but uh now the owner of the spaceship uh tomato challenges him to a to a duel actually he he just says, this is it now I will kill you, but then instead of killing you, he teleports away so that you can kill him instead it's uh, not the not the best tactic, but then so then you have to fight him or trick him, and then they somehow manage to find a way home. The end.
2: But I think we should we should um, emphasize that um, you you mentioned in passing that Eric I think is the one who can jump, but that also means the other two cannot jump. Yeah, so yeah. That, that's very weird for a platformer game that you had to have two characters who can't even jump.
3: Like they can't jump. At all. And, uh, you know, not even from the smallest step. (laughs) Unless you use a spring, of course, there's a lot of bouncing
0: platforms in the game. That's a good point.
3: Yeah, there's lots of um, platform elements that will give you different tricks. And uh, yeah, like there's not just like one or two, there's probably like 20 different like mechanics, which is really cool uh, and really diverse. Uh, But also it means that uh, every, like the game keeps introducing new mechanics almost all the way to the end, really. Yeah, that's maybe the coolest part really of this game is just
0: it's split into I think six worlds, maybe five. I don't yeah. know.
3: There's Yeah, I think it's five and then you return to the to the spaceship. Board. Yeah, exactly.
0: And each world is is like completely unique with its own art, but also also its own enemies and its own mechanics, even like features that are only exist in that world. So it really it it just keeps developing all the time, and that that's also what keeps it interesting because otherwise it would just be pure pain, <laughs> otherwise it would just yeah. be yeah, more pain you mean well, yeah, but it's sort of intriguing what will happen next, and it's it it keeps you in well that's i I found that it kept me interested in what would happen next, so yeah. That's the thing.
3: Yeah, and I think it's probably also worth uh, saying that it it is quite a. It's got a lot of humor in it, and mm, uh, for sure, like the, the 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 Vikings will talk together and like they will refer to like we have to. Be they get told to have to to blow up a computer, and obviously they don't know what a computer is. They don't know what they don't know what spaceship is, and uh, I think also like Baylog actually refers to having a lifetime supply of. Arrows, like he he actually says <laughs> says it himself. <laughs> um, so it's quite it's quite a nice kind of vibe going through. There's of a bit of chatter at the end of the level, uh, some of which is actually funny. Some of which I think it all tries to be funny. It's
1: it's a little bit <laughs> daggy. It's. Uh... Yeah, it's a little bit like dad jokes.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> but it is appreciated. I do like that. It's very much dad jokes. I'm 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 just looking at a random one here. Where at the start of the level, I think this is one of the new worlds. Like every time you're in a new world, they have a little comment on. Oh, where are we now? Hmm. And um, so I think it's Eric who says we're not in in Kansas anymore, Toto. <laughs> yeah, and then <laughs> and then Olaf says, "What's Kansas?" and and Balog says. Toto? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this it's full of that sort of nonsense. But I, I, I feel it does help a lot. The, um... Yeah,
3: no, it, it definitely adds to the character of the game. And uh, yeah, I think um, the other thing is that you get items, but it's very much, at least, I think there's only like keys and some items that will help you. And some are hidden away, so you like the secrets and sometimes, if you find a secret, it will be something like this: item can destroy all enemies on the screen. You know, just to make it a bit easier. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not 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 much like um, items that will give you new abilities or anything like that. This is like you need that key to to proceed. I think the biggest thing with this game is
0: that when you start a new level, like in a normal platformer, you can just go in and just you know wing it and and just see how far you get but but this game really you have to map it out first and and feel like where are all the parts where should i go where should each viking go which items hmm. and so really the first few runs are just for for scouting yeah. and then you get into like solving it yep. which can also fail so you i i in the end you're like playing each level maybe 20 times or something it's
3: yeah and sometimes the the level design which at points is really really good uh sometimes it's because i guess maybe because of the the small resolution it, it just becomes really infuriating because you can't actually see what's going to happen like you need to jump down a cliff or something and you, and uh yeah i think someone suggested in the in the IRC channel that it would be great if you could scroll around the level uh, yeah. before mm. doing anything and i think that would would alleviate a lot of the uh, frustrations about not knowing w- which way to go and, or you know, which Viking to use. Because sometimes there are certain parts where only one Viking can succeed. And yeah, mainly because, you know, if you die with one Viking, you have to restart the whole level and there's no mid, mid-level mid save or anything like that. Yeah, it's very much a,
1: a kind of gameplay style that's, that's carried over from the Super Nintendo. I know a lot of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games I like that they just make you replay things over and over again mm. to try and uh, stretch out the runtime of the game <laughs> yeah probably
3: <laughs> yeah I think the uh, the figuring out how to solve a level is is actually the most rewarding bit but it yeah it's also really frustrating because yeah uh, you, you also up... have to do it yeah so, yeah <laughs> but like when one like because it is very puzzly and once you figure out like oh I have to do this and then I have, then I can go there like that is kind of the core gameplay but because the yeah the implementation just stretches the mm-hmm. amount of time needed. They could easily spend like half an hour on just one level. Even when you figured so, out
1: the level, <laughs> you think I've got yeah. this. You still need to play it ten times because you keep dying
3: right at the end. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and certainly in the last last few levels, that is like ra- 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 ramped up to the max, and it's like I know how to do it. I just need to to you know do the tricky jumps and do things in order and some of the stuff gets really hard like it's almost like pixel perfect jumps are required and some of the stuff is um i don't think it's random but like it you kind of sometimes have to have a little bit of luck that uh, you know a uh, certain missile or something isn't la- launched just when you <laughs> when you 're landing or or yeah someone yeah
1: there 's a lot of strategy i 've found uh, with where your screen is and where the enemies are on the screen because it 's one of those games if if an enemy 's on the screen um, and he 's moving backwards yeah. and forwards say he 'll just get to the end of the screen and come back he won 't go to the next wall um, yeah he'll 'll move depending on where your screen is in relation to him and and I'm sure we'll get to that as well. But missiles and arrows disappearing as soon as they get off screen, and having to yes. move that around
0: to get them in the right spot—that's actually an interesting thing. Maybe I mean we 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 could mention it later, but we can also just mention it now. It's it's sort of a weird, typical thing of this game, isn't it, Bjorn? Yeah, yeah, very much. That it
1: it seems to be almost built into it. It, it feels like a bug, but it's even built into the
0: mechanics in some levels. Yeah, I think you need to figure out how this works and, and kind of abuse it to, to even make it to the end of some levels. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, especially with um, Bailiog's arrows. There's a lot of times where he has to be on one end of the level and you need to put Olaf or Eric on the other end. And then Bailiog shoots an arrow and you have to switch quickly to the other Viking and watch the arrow go across the screen. Otherwise, it'll disappear when it, yeah, when it gets to the end.
2: Exactly. You know, I, I didn't reach any of those levels because I quit quite <laughs> quite a bit earlier. But if I had got to that place, that would probably have been when I quit the game.
3: <laughs> At <that> latest, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. I think it's it's a cool uh, it's a cool feature, but it's so not intuitive and just a kind of like a limitation of their the the, the screen scrolling system they have. So it, it's more like a gimmick that they probably discovered during uh, implementation. But uh, yeah, it it doesn't feel intuitive at all. <laughs> no, it's it's
0: kind of interesting in a way. I mean, it's kind of cool to figure this out. Like, oh, I can do a trick. Yes, but <laughs> it makes no sense. Then you actually need to do the trick in order to progress,
3: and then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> it <Yeah>. really doesn't <laughs> make
2: sense in the game world, does it? So no, that's, that's that's what would would put me off.
3: Yeah, and it's also weirdly inconsistent because you can pick up b- bombs, and mm. uh, if you drop a bomb. That will uh, persist, so that will still explode off screen, because I think uh, you only have very limited number, and you know they need to be used to to blow up some walls. And so I guess they made a decision that they should still blow up even if you uh, switch between Vikings. But yeah, uh, like arrows, they just disappear.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It's definitely just I don't know a memory thing or something, right? Where like if the arrow moves off screen it's just removed from memory or something and the game just forgets about the arrow yeah but then you have to abuse the the camera to to make sure the the memory thing remains intact it's really just yeah i don't know it's a bit eh.
3: it would it, be cool if they used it for uh like the, to to get to like a hidden thing but yeah, yeah, it, yeah it is it is required to to figure out a few levels exactly so that is
0: I don't know. It's interesting, but it's also a bit iffy. It's uh yeah. It's like requiring people to find secrets. It's that's also mm. kind of a I don't know. That rubs me the wrong way. You know. Yeah. It should always be an optional thing. And in this game,
3: yeah. One one thing I really liked about uh, the game is you can pick up items like uh, extra health uh, or just uh, re- refilling your health, and uh, those items. Uh, all items actually are removed when you go to the next level. So I thought that was a good thing because normally I just hoard these things and I never use them. But mm-hmm. because you you know they're going to disappear at the end of the level and the levels aren't that long, you know if you lose a life you just immediately eat an apple to to regain it. And yeah, it made me use the the items, even the like the special items uh, like the I don't know what it's supposed to be, but it, it basically kills all the I, uh, all the enemies on the screen, some sort of yeah super bomb, bomb thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. I I still just end up using them without you know feeling too bad about it. And uh, yeah, that, that's different because in like most games, I just hoard things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. okay. But you've also got a very limited in- inventory. Every, every Viking's
1: only got four slots, so that sort of forces you yeah. to use things as well.
3: Hmm. So v- very interestingly, I, I found a site called um, the Cutting uh, Room uh, Floor, and uh, they had a review of the prototype. And oh, wow. in the prototype, um, the uh, items do persist over levels. So you had like an uh, 11 character password system, which would uh, would save the the health of the Vikings and all the items and everything. And so if you end up um, completing a level with you know no, no items and one health on each Viking. You know that's you just made the game harder. <laughs> um, so I think if if that was the case, I would have struggled a lot more because then I would have just never used, and I would be like, which yeah. item do I delete in order to pick up this key?
2: <laughs> yeah, it's like like well, whenever I play a first person shooter, I end up maxing out my grenades, never using any, yep. and then
1: the game is over, <laughs> right. and I haven't used a single grenade. Yeah, the only yeah. thing I. Th- think they could have kept or could have introduced uh and they did this in blackthorn later on because i'm pretty sure a lot of the same developers were in it but uh, if you remember in blackthorn you, you still sort of level up throughout the game even though it's got a very similar password system because you'll pick up a gun in a certain level that you need to progress and then it just assumes you've got that for the rest so i feel like this game mm. could have had you know Baileyog could have gotten a better sword or or, or olaf could have gotten a better shield or something. Um, yeah, so that's just something I feel like they could have put in but but didn't.
3: Yeah. Yeah, the, there is that one upgrade you can upgrade the the bow to have like flaming arrows. Once. Yes. Yeah, but uh, even
1: that you uh, don't keep from level to level.
3: Yeah. It only is it required? Cuz I think it's just it just gives the like instead of requiring free hits, it, it will insta- insta-kill most enemies. In a few uh,
1: places it is required. Um uh, spoiler alert here, but um you need it. <laughs> Uh, you do need it in the last level uh, to to break the shield around, um, around tomato. Oh, right. oh, I'm pretty sure you do. Um, I don't think yeah. there's a way to break a shield without it.
3: Yeah. I think also one of the things that I read on this um, prototype review was that um, in the original one, you had um, enemies could move, like they could jump off cliffs, whereas in the final one, I think every enemy is restricted to whatever platform they're placed on. Which does make it a bit more predictable. Hmm. So they actually made it easier. Yeah. This game does not feel like they made it easier.
2: <laughs> I mean, if if if, if enemies <laughs> fell down from platforms, it will also mean that the top platforms would all be empty. So yeah, I'm not sure that's actually easier.
3: Mm. Well, I think there was just a few enemies who could move freely, basically. Right. Yeah.
0: Um, I just wanted to say there's a lot of features, and it's it's. I think it's fun to mention some of them because well some of them are, are are kind of typical platform things you know like moving platforms or elevators and well even even jump pads they're sort of but there's there's lots of crazy stuff in this game there's anti gravity fields and there's floating bubbles which mm. how does that even work that like it 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 spawns bubbles and yet, then you have to get inside but the bubble doesn't break (laughs) i don't don't know (laughs) what
3: i never thought about it it would have been more made more sense if you stood on top of the bubble really
2: yeah i i kind of feel like i've seen that in other games i just just can't put my finger on it right now Hmm. but i feel i've seen that elsewhere
1: yeah but But usually you do stand on top of the bubble i think in in most other games rather than Walk in like there's some door to the side of the
3: bubble <laughs> yeah. or something. Yeah, or you or you sort of stand when in like you, the bubble is generated around you. But now here you just walk. Yeah, you just you just
2: <laughs> Super Mario World. Uh, at least the enemies come in bubbles. So. Oh. <laughs> mm.
0: But yeah,
2: not super neat in the game. It's but. just it's just weird. But all right, <laughs> you know all this 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 um, high number of features that the game has that that in a sense feels very modern. Yeah. Like in, in many modern games you you have basic some some very basic game loop, but then they add small stuff here and there and everywhere, and I feel a bit like um, lost Vikings. It's, it's a bit like that.
0: It is sort of modern, but it's also very much old school in the, mm. <laughs> in, the in the harshness, the, the just the brutal gameplay loop. yeah,
3: but it does keep it uh, fresh though, like you know, yeah every new world you find some even if it's kind of like a gimmicky feature. It's still quite cool, hmm. um, and it usually, well, not every time it, it's required to solve the puzzle, but it's, it gives you like um, a new way to use a feature. For example, like you get into this crane in the factory levels, yeah, and then you can um, you can move stuff with the crane, like uh, with with a magnet. But you can also move Olaf if he is uh, lifting his shield, and then um, you know that's an. That's a known feature that you can float with Olaf. But then if you combine him with the, the crane, you can do different things. So that's that's really cool. That's
0: that's where the game shines. It's just, you know, you enter, especially when you enter a new world, because it it typically within a world, all the features are sort of the same. So every time you're in a new world, you're like, oh, what's what's here? I had this when we entered the um, the Egypt world. I think that's the third one. And it has these palm trees, which you can climb up. Mm. I'm not sure if the game ever tells you you can climb up them.
3: No, definitely does. Oh, uh, maybe there's like these uh, info boxes. I didn't read all of them.
0: No, I don't. I don't remember
3: understanding it. So I was just
0: trying, you know, approaching it in a normal way, and then you got stuck at some point. And I thought, well, and eventually it turns out you can you can climb up these trees, mm-hmm. and that yeah, you know, that opens up the whole thing because it, the the level's filled with these trees, so it opens up whole new paths. I mean, they, they, there are letters in earlier parts of the game.
2: I mean, those trees—they behave like that, right? So
1: yeah, but it doesn't tell you. Yeah, they look like they're just background decoration or something. You don't automatically think, "Oh, I'm
0: going to climb that." Exactly. So, but it—it's kind of interesting that every time you enter a new world, you go looking for these things. You know, you're like, "Oh, how does how does it work here?" And well, that that definitely keeps it interesting. Um, also, the puzzles just become more i i I actually struggled most with the with the early and the like the 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 first i don't know maybe 10 levels and the last maybe five those levels were just you know for different reasons obviously because the first levels are just super easy and they were also almost too easy they were like Mm -hmm. i don't know it took me a while to to get this game i was like making a lot of progress really easily and i was thinking okay is this it is this going on and then it became more interesting after maybe 12 levels or so and then it really hooked me because then it it became really a challenge and then it became even more of a challenge (laughs) because by the end it was just oh (laughs) cruel. but there is a nice progression i feel throughout the game and the middle bit is really quite strong
3: yeah there's some really really good uh, level design uh, especially when the game has introduced all the basic stuff and it can get more interesting yeah Uh, and then it ends up like really testing it towards the end. Mm. So yeah, there's there's more stuff. There's a seesaw.
0: Oh yeah. Um, there's there are conveyor belts and and pounding things like I don't know coming in from the top. Uh, there there are these switches. They're really elaborate switching puzzles, right? Mm. Where you just set different patterns to. Oh yeah. I think there's a point where you can build a bridge by. Setting a certain pattern in the switches.
3: Yeah, there's like three three switches, and you need to flick them in the right order.
0: Yeah, so that's really quite advanced for a platformer, maybe. My favorite uh, mechanic is probably
1: the uh, helium pumps, where you blow your yeah. Vikings up and they turn into balloons. Those are
0: great. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like a what like like a thing to to um, pump up the the your, your like your bicycle tires, right? Like one of those, yeah, yeah, just it's just with helium, yeah, and and you blow up yourself, <laughs> yep, and then you just float away. <laughs> that's great. That really cracked me up when I saw that for the first time. It's really, and it turns the whole game upside down as well because yeah.
3: suddenly you can move up. Yeah, I think I think that uh, that's one of the re- main frustrations is that uh, two of the Vikings can't move up at all. Mm-hmm. So when you when you start getting to that those levels where you can uh at the the helium then because then they still can't move up but they they at least they can fall to the side. <laughs> um, then that changes the the movement a lot. It, it, it's very interesting because in the, the sequel uh they've made some changes so that it's more easy to to move. Uh so they've added a feature for Olaf so he can fart. So he can <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know but uh that means he can fart while he's uh floating so he can float a lot. Longer to the further to the side, he just needs to sort of jump off a cliff and then he can uh, yeah, fart himself up in there. That's perfect. That's perfect. And uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Balog, he can instead of having a a bow and arrow, he's got this bionic arm uh, that he gets from a robot and he can use that to to uh, attach himself and basically use it as a like a, a grapple hook. Okay, that's interesting. I, I'm just staring at this
0: thing in the notes with this with the Tetris section, and it was just a really memorable level to me. Do you remember the Tetris where there, there's blocks falling from the top, right? Mm. And and they all make this like Tetris-like pattern, and you have to run through it and and avoid the blocks. And oh yeah, and it's right at the end of the level. That's that's such a classic. Does because you 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 go through this entire level and it's well, it's not the the hardest level by any means, but it's not it's not guaranteed that you'll reach this point. <laughs> and then it just hits you yeah. with this incredibly difficult rain of stone and <laughs> and there's no way you're making this on the first try. So, and it's yeah. it's one of
1: the few random I think I think it's random uh random parts of the game cuz you don't know where the blocks are going to be falling.
3: Well, that's the thing. I, I don't think it's random. So, no. I think it's essentially like you you go there, you die. And then the next time you might remember the the order of which the the blocks are falling, but yeah, like they put it at the end just so you have to replay the whole thing, and I think that's just bad game design, really.
0: Yeah, it's so typical for this game to have it like this. Like, if you if you're gonna have a a, a big elaborate section like that, do it at
3: the start. I mean, you I, know. And then I, I have the once... same complaint about Super Mario Bros. So uh, you know, it's not limited to Lost Vikings. No, no, definitely. Yeah, it's it's it's
2: interesting how long it took game developers to figure that part out. <laughs> so,
0: yeah, I think it's coming from that arcade tradition where they're just trying to
3: squeeze quarters out of you. So, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this this was a uh, console release. Uh, maybe I don't know. Is there an arcade version? I don't know. No, I don't think so. But yeah, uh, I no, guess it just it just comes from that uh, age, I guess, where
1: yeah. Yeah, just they that's, just, that's the kind of games they knew. That's, they thought that's how games had to be because they're used to playing yeah. games in the arcade. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's, that's what I think anyway. And also, like you said, it's a good way to stretch the game time, right? Like mm. the the amount of time it takes to reach the end. Because, I mean, imagine buying this for, I don't know, $80 or whatever games were and, you know, just, you plop it in, and a weekend later, you're,
3: you've beaten it. That's yeah. that's not good. Yeah, so yeah. it definitely takes a lot of time to, to beat it. But uh, yeah, then it's kind of done. Yeah. Um, one of the things I was thought was really interesting it was uh, there was an interview with the Blizzard team, and uh, they said the original concept for the game was uh, they wanted to make something like Lemmings. Uh, yeah. So you had like uh, hundreds of small, like eight pixel tall Vikings with different skills. And it was essentially like a um, 2D uh, Warcraft-style uh, conquer, you know, enemy towns and uh, do this kind of micromanagement, um, like scale castles, cross moats, uh, defeat enemies. Uh, which sounds amazing, sounds awesome. But uh, uh, unfortunately, they found like with 16 colors and like eight pixel tall Vikings, you just and you know, as a console game on a screen, on a TV screen, you just couldn't see what was happening. So it just Got scaled down and, and down and uh, they scaled it down to like five uh, different Viking types and uh, e- eventually uh, made them a lot larger and just just free free Vikings. So yeah, it definitely didn't start off as a platformer. Changed to a completely but, uh, different game. Yeah, and I, yeah. I really want to see that original game because that sounds really cool, <laughs> like <laughs> lemmings with uh with uh, enemy warfare or something. <laughs> Real time strategy lemmings.
2: Yeah. Sounds better than the actual game, to be honest. Oh, oh.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know you,
0: you guys really
2: like the game, but
0: uh. well, it's like it's it's weird because it's sort of addicting. That's really the term. I mean, once you get over the initial, just you know what the game is and how it plays. Once you you just push on to a certain point, it just doesn't let you go, and you can't you can't just not play. Because then the game will win, right? So, you know. yeah.
2: By that definition, I, I have lost against many, many games in my life.
3: <laughs> the last few levels was definitely like a uh, you know I will beat you, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't use the the save state, so it was very frustrating at times. So like mm. I did one level per day because I couldn't take more. Uh, yeah. More pain.
2: I'm all for hard games. Um, if they don't punish you after you you lost i mean they they can be punishing the hard, but then please let me try again immediately and then
3: yeah exactly yes. then, then yeah then
2: i I'll get hooked to the game, but this this whole waiting made me it made, i don't know it's, no. it's doing something with me, and not nothing good
3: yeah, it's like pointing <laughs> at you laughing uh, th- I think this uh, third level from the end of something where you get to the end and then. Uh, the gotcha with that level is that hey, that that exit was a fake exit now you have oh the fake exit oh god that's the worst it's not a (sighs) it's not a mid-level save point either so if you die you have to go through the whole thing again so it's basically like doing three levels in one go and the the challenge there isn't to really to solve the puzzle it's just to do things so carefully that you don't die you know in those three collected or uh, consecutive levels and Yeah, that's that's not just not fun. (laughs) Yeah, it is it is kind of on that borderline, yeah.
0: I don't know. We we've talked a lot about the gameplay, and you mentioned the the hundred, like the lemmings thing with the hundred Vikings. And that reminded me a little bit of the like the background, the the, the, you know, the section we do about how the game came to be. But we're not really doing it this episode because actually we've already done it twice by now. We've not mentioned this until now, but you know Silicon and Synapse, the developers, they became Blizzard. Mm. So I don't know if people weren't aware of that, but if you weren't, that's this is a Blizzard game essentially. So um we've done uh episode 21 which was about Warcraft 2 and we've done episode 30 which is about Blackthorn. So yeah, both those episodes kind of cover the uh, history of Blizzard a little bit. So it's really no point in doing Funny it for that, the third time.
2: Um, we did three Blizzard games who are really known for um, real-time strategy, and we did two platforms from them and only one yeah. strategy game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it is what it is. But yeah. Uh, and, and this game is a lot like Blackthorn in a
1: way. I mean, particularly the think- menus and, and the UI and all that.
3: I think yeah. the uh, the the art as well, like the style, yeah. is quite similar, and uh, it must there must be the a lot of the same people who worked on those, for
0: sure. It's also a little bit that Warcraft style, you know, with the orcs, and mm. I feel there's a similar sort of
1: vibe. Lost Vikings um, is a little bit more cartoony than the the other two, but here you can for sure definitely see the the similarity.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I think I read I read one thing about the development though, which is the the guy uh like the was it the CEO or like someone of the senior guys was colorblind or partly colorblind and so he uh every time he reviewed it he was like yeah it's great but can we make it more colorful? Oh. <laughs> and so every time they just like uh uh turned up the the um, I guess saturation saturation and the uh the difference in colors like so that he would approve it. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> the story goes that at one point they forgot to turn it back and they just stuck. <laughs> and that's why the game is very, like, uh, very saturated, very bright. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, that's kind of fun. At least that's how they justify it. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I think the, I think the, the, the graphics are, is awesome. And, uh, yeah, it is very, very colorful, but, uh, in a good way, I think. Um, mm, and it, for sure, it, it probably sets it a little bit apart, but, uh, yeah, it's it, like the pixel art is amazing. And uh, the um, the little animations they do, if you leave them alone, it's really good. Mm. Uh, yeah. The only thing I was disappointed with with the graphics is I've only
1: played the DOS version, but then I watched a YouTube video of the Super Nintendo version and all the backgrounds are like filled in and, and, and drawn in and they're, you know, parallax uh, moving, but it's just black oh. in the DOS
0: version. No backgrounds. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, probably because it just didn't have the, you know, the hardware, yeah. which the su- so yeah.
2: But by the way, I, I just checked. Uh, at least three people who did artwork on Lost Vikings also did
0: artwork on Blackthorn. So hmm. yeah, that yeah, checks out. that's really not surprising.
3: You can also uh, find the Vikings in Blackthorn, right? They're they're in a, like a hidden hidden room. Yeah,
0: I think there are more cameos by the Lost Vikings in various Blizzard games. I think they're also in Rock and Roll Racing, Yeah, uh, which is another one of the... Maybe it's it's fun to reiterate this quickly because they they sort of started as a Super Nintendo studio. So they were founded in 91 by Michael Morhane, Alan Adam, and Frank Pierce. They're like the core team. Uh, they all graduated from the University of California and... Started this game company, and they say they actually are the first American developers for Super Nintendo. Wow, so that's that's kind of a bizarre thing. Um, especially since they're now so known for PC gaming, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's and they, they first made a game called RPM Racing for Super Nintendo. I didn't know that game personally, and, and to me, rock and roll racing is really famous. So I guess it's sort of like a, a a sequel to it or something uh, a successor I don't know but yeah they made this racing game and then Lost Vikings was the second game they made so this is yeah this is the second game Blizzard ever made This, uh, I, it must have been a small team but you know it can't have been
3: yeah. huge already and uh, there was another story uh, from the development which kind of was like how they learned uh, sort of how to introduce things and how to um, Make games fun, I guess. Uh, so like, they probably l- learned a lot of lessons here that they brought into other games. Uh, the story was something like they had a a, a little uh, stand in in a, in a um, conference or something where they were showing off the the prototype, and uh, like a, a little kid, thirteen year old or something went up to play it um, and uh, the first thing you have to do is like just learn the abilities of each Viking and, and you know for Eric that is to jump so the first thing you have to do is jump over a, uh, basically a, a pit trap or an electricity field trap and so the kid uh, moved Eric fell into the trap just put the controller away walked away <laughs> yeah. and so they basically like that was like a big uh, aha moment because they, they they saw that you know we've We've killed this guy in in two seconds, and it turned him off our game. <laughs> so you need a you need to handhold players a little mm. bit more in the beginning. Didn't really use that tip in in Lost Vikings, <laughs> though, did they?
2: <laughs> but, but by the way, they, they list thirty seven developers in the credits, so the team can't can't have been that small.
0: Oh, well, that's more than you'd think. Thirty seven. That's more than you
2: think. Though yeah. at least ten of them are playtesting, but that right. still at least leaves twenty five. People or so who actually worked on the game.
3: Yeah, I think the uh, the credits after you beat it, there's not that many people. Maybe that's the whole studio. Huh.
2: Oh, well, it's okay. So some of them are listed as additional SNES programming, for example.
3: Oh, uh, right. Mm. Yeah, maybe tools and. Uh.
0: I, I think the core team was just those. Uh, well, let's see Lost Vikings
3: credits. Because I, I read uh, the, the article that I read that said, uh, you know, back then you could make a full game in a few months with just four or five people, but it didn't actually say yeah. how many people they had <laughs> on this project. I think one of the
0: reasons why more people were listed is because the game was published through Interplay. And Interplay, I think, provided a lot of help and, and people who all got on the credits um, for example, it says here that the executive producer is Brian Fargo, and I don't think he worked for Blizzard. I just think he worked for Interplay, probably. So, yeah, that's that's it's probably just those two uh, companies together in the credits. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, either way,
2: most of most of those that are listed are programming or artwork. So even if they had. Been lent out by by Interplay. Hmm. We're probably still doing actual work on the game.
0: Yeah, yeah, but it says here, for example, in the in the PC credits on Moby Games, there's just only five people in total who did any programming, and then there's additional Super Nintendo programming. But yeah, there's also one guy, Ronald Miller Senior, who did all the level design. So yeah.
3: there's one guy yeah. to blame for all of
0: this. <laughs>
3: <laughs> to blame. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's uh, very interesting because I think the level design, you know, ranges from really, really good to really, really frustrating and everything. Yeah, in for sure. For sure. But maybe that was intentional. Like, I think because the really good bits are kind of really in the in the middle of the game. And yeah. uh, he probably was told to, like, ramp up the difficulty... In the end, although apparently the last, like the last five levels were very, very different uh, in the prototype, and uh, the whole boss fight was just not a thing. It was more um, just regular levels with uh, more sort of enemies. Like basically, it was more of everything rather than a special a gimmick for each level.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well, a, a big end boss is definitely more suitable for a yeah, satisfying end. I
3: think that was quite enjoyable but uh, it was also very frustrating because it's very much like you have to get it right and you have to uh, figure out so you know you have to beat the boss essentially with every Viking and uh, hmm. I, I could do the first two I think quite well but then the third one was really annoying <laughs> and I kept dying and then back you have to do the whole <laughs> thing again. Yeah. yeah. Well that's just this game really. Yeah. It's, yeah.
0: Um, can we say anything about the sound and the music? It's not that memorable to me, to be honest. I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember what it sounded like, but Uh. there's nothing, nothing in my head.
3: It's quite. It's like a funky, funky soundtrack, isn't it? Most of the time. Yeah,
0: I think what they do is they have one song for each world. So it's every level in in the same world has the same music playing in the background, which is a bit repetitive. And I think after maybe two or three levels, you just kind of zone out and don't hear it anymore. And then you go to a new world and it's, oh, now it's different and it's fresh again. But then the same thing happens. So
1: (laughs) I didn't mind the music. I thought it's sort of a bit jazzy in a lot of places. Yeah. I, th- I think the iconic part is just in the intro when you start the game up and it starts mm. with this Viking sort of sounding drums and, and horn kind of music and then it just rips in, into this jazzy
0: kind of thing and kind of sets up the tone of the game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The opening does work very well. But mm. um, after that, there's no voices or anything, right? There's no...
3: No, just grunts when they when they knock into things and get the uh, yeah. It's probably not possible on the yes, Super Nintendo. There's
0: a special thanks
2: um, in the credits for MC Olaf, who did all the grunts, <laughs>
0: apparently. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> well, on
2: the Super Nintendo, it, it um, has PCM playback, so...
0: Yeah, but not for long samples, I think. No, that's
1: just true. So, yeah, what I, I don't know if it was just my version, if there's a version with better sound effects, but the version that I found online... Um, there was no sampled sounds at all. Um, I, I did it with sort of a, a, a Roland emu- emulation, and mm. it just sort of did the uh, did all the sound effects using different instruments, which I, I thought oh. was kind of cute. Yeah, kind of yeah, trumpet sounds and string sounds for the, for the attacks and the and the bows and and, and jumping and things. Yeah.
0: I think that was pretty typical if you only had a music card back in the day, like if you only had an AdLib card or a like an MT32, for example, that couldn't do yeah. PCM playback, then it would just have these sound effects in in MIDI or, or in music in like, yeah, playing a note or whatever. It's kind of funny. I, I actually initially thought there were, there, this was a larger franchise, but it turns out it's it's not. Really, it's just the two games, isn't it? It's the original game yeah. that came out in 93 for the Super Nintendo and then also for the PC and the Amiga as well. And then they did a year later some more. The Amiga CD32 got a release and also, of course, the Sega Genesis one or Mega Drive as it's known in the well, rest of the world. I, I think the Sega version has more levels. Yeah, it's got... Yeah five more levels or something extended version they did for that i don't know why maybe just because they had the time or something i don't know but it's yeah the second version is like the definitive version if you want to play one
3: yeah although it does say the music uh isn't as good and maybe the graphics as well is slightly toned down Hmm. Uh, but uh, it's also got that ability to play a free player which sounds really cool
0: oh yeah that's cool yeah I also read it in two thousand three. It got a release for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, yeah, th- why ten years later it got a re-release all of a sudden
3: for the Game Boy. It's I mean maybe it's because it's a good fit for the Game Boy. Uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, apparently they replaced the password system there with uh, having like three saves. So not not uh, mid level though. You, you you still have uh, to start from the scratch. But okay. Yeah. Yeah, because the level codes, they're only really
0: there because the Super Nintendo... Well, you could have a battery, right, in a cartridge, but I think it would mean higher production costs. So they just avoided that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the passcodes is just an easy way to not have a safe system, essentially. And then weirdly, after 2003, a whole lot of nothing. And then this year, start yeah. of this year, 2021... Blizzard released a thing called the Blizzard Arcade Collection uh which is all of their old games back together for Windows for the Switch Nintendo Switch the PlayStation 4 the Xbox 1 so yeah actually this game got re-released or remastered I don't know I don't know if they changed much
3: yeah it's weird cuz uh, it's a it, it was in celebration of Blizzard's uh, 30th anniversary hmm. but yeah it, it said something like it's been faithfully reproduced on modern platforms, so that suggests it's been like remade. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't know if uh, uh if you buy it on on Battle.net, uh, if it's just the DOS box version, I haven't haven't checked it out.
0: Yeah, I don't know either because that's also weird. They also released it as freeware. Yeah, like, it was it was know.
3: on their website for a long time. Uh, yeah, as was Blackphone. Just like you know our classic games, you know, that started us, uh, you know, download them for free. Why not? Yeah. And then they removed it, uh, at least removed the page. Uh, I think the, the links are still there, still on their FTP server, but uh, yeah. Yeah, you can still Google it, but you can't actually find it in the menu. Pre- presumably that was when they decided to release it as a collection. Yeah. I'm
0: looking at the, um, a screenshot of the Nintendo Switch version now. It, it looks exactly like the normal one. The the only change really is that they filled out the screen to make it widescreen mm. with just a bitmap, just nice. just a static image to fill out the screen, and then the game is in the middle, same as ever. So
3: yeah, the only only weird thing with uh, like how it looks is the the sequel Lost Vikings Two was released with mm. the same sort of graphics uh, on in Super Nintendo again and and DOS and. Um, I think it's this is the the Saturn version of wing? has a like a 3D rendered uh pre-rendered uh graphics which just looks completely
0: weird. I I think I've I've been looking at this. The Lost Vikings 2 was released in 97, which seems I don't know a bit late maybe for this yeah. type of game or maybe not. But yeah, I think it's the same graphics on the Super Nintendo and then all the other platforms have the weird 3D. Oh, right. Yeah. So the DOS version has this, the Saturn, the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, It's this pre-rendered 3D style, right? Mm. So it's like Donkey Kong Country maybe or...
3: Yeah. It's that sort of style. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Donkey Kong Country looks amazing, but this just looks like it doesn't fit... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I haven't tried it, but uh, uh, I've looked at uh, screenshots, and uh, I have it for Super Nintendo, and uh, and Super Nintendo is just li- literally the same. Yeah. Like you start off with the same uh, character, how they look, and then they um, pick up some some bits from a destroyed robot, and then they become like they look like semi cyborgs. Uh, Balog is wearing a, a lightsaber <laughs> instead of a, a sword, but yeah, they start off as as the same, and it's literally a sequel. Uh, you know, it picks up where, where, where it ends, and Tomato is back to, to take them for revenge. <laughs> That's amazing. <Yeah. laughs>
0: also, this sequel got in like it's part of the same thing. It's also part of the Blizzard Arcade Collection. Yep. So it was also re-released this year for all the same platforms. I think actually it was an update though. I think they started this year with. Just the original Lost Vikings, and then a few months later they added Lost Vikings too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's up with that, but that's
3: It's very uh, very current that we're uh, tackling Lost Vikings this year. Yeah, seems so. Hmm. So,
0: yeah, that's that's what what's out there. The next, the next. Little, you know, chapter marker or whatever in my notes is the the reviews. But I've not actually looked a lot into these. Has anyone looked into the old reviews? I've done some checking. So there's lots of of reviews.
2: Surprisingly, many, many in German. Oh, um, huh? I, I don't know. I think maybe Germans just <laughs> had a thing for this kind <laughs> of, of game. So they, they they range usually from the 80s to just under a hundred. Wow! On the um, um, on the Moby ranking system, but there's mm-hmm. also some for at least for the um, Super Nintendo version. There are also some some worse ones like like one with forty percent in Swedish, which if my Swedish doesn't fail completely, says it's a cool idea, but it doesn't work. There's no game feel and no entertainment. So oh,
0: that's a bit, actually a bit
2: actually that's uh, I I can I can kind of. Would agree with that one, so hmm. yeah. But but most most of the reviews were quite favorable. So
0: lots in the nineties and eighties. It's amazing. I'm I'm scrolling through the Moby list. It's amazing. It's all it's all up there. People were really loving this. Yeah,
3: yeah. I found one from uh, Super Gamer issue two from ninety four had it as ninety two percent. They say it's a huge variety of puzzles to this Lemmings game. <laughs> okay. Uh, not quite That's... sure it's really that lemming y but uh, yeah. No. And then another one from 93, Video Games and Computer Entertainment, uh, gave it a 9 out of 10 on all the categories, like uh, sound and music, graphics, playability, and overall, 9 out of 10. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. They, they uh, I think they actually declared it as the the best puzzle game on the Super Nintendo Mm. Uh, and uh, replacing Krusty's Super Fun House, So there you go. Wow. Uh, it says, now I have, ha, now I say The Lost Vikings is the best puzzle game and, and I expect it to be, to be that for a good long time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, because the Super Nintendo was on the way out. <laughs>
3: nice yeah. maybe.
2: Aktueller Software Markt, which is a German magazine, which we've we've mentioned a few times in the past. They actually praised the game for for taking up not that much space on disk.
0: So. <laughs> well, that's a nice praise. But they they, they also gave the game ninety two, so that's that's fair. It's a fun game, and it's only one megabyte. So, <laughs> oh, that's fun. I'm uh, I'm seeing a, a Dutch review, actually, in uh, a, a magazine called Power Unlimited. And that was my magazine, you know, that uh-huh. was the one that I read back in the day. And it was <laughs> like the coolest magazine. And um, but they I, I think they only reviewed it on the Super Nintendo. And they say that it's really original and it's. It's actually fun when you play it with two people. That's what they say. Mm. Like yeah. if you play it with two people, then it's a great game.
2: I think so. I think that that would have been for me actually, because this this constant switching between characters and and waiting and m- moving them uh, in the same way one after the other that was was really not for me. So I think maybe even the Genesis version or, or Mega Drive version with three players, I think that would have been my kind of thing.
3: Hmm. I don't know, man. I I just think that would be even more frustrating and, and like friendship ending because you know. <laughs>
2: well, I, I also like overcooked, <laughs> so I, I think I can live with that. <laughs> the
3: other thing, the only other thing I had uh, was that uh, because it was developed for Nintendo, uh, of course there was some censorship involved. <laughs> oh really? Uh, yeah. Uh, so you know, there's like this one level in the in the prehistoric time where you you rescue this cave girl Uh uh, which I think she like opens the door for you or something as a reward this is one one random little element but then there's like a bit of chat between her and the rescuer and she's like um, well so originally she said something like um, you know thanks actually I think Eric says haven't we met somewhere before and that was changed to something less forward it's like hello there And uh, that's really. And then uh, she said uh, originally, after this level, maybe you and I can spend a little more time together. (laughs) (laughs) But obviously, all the Vikings, as is uh, uh, declared at the beginning of the game, they all have wives. So, you know, they had to remove that part. So so now it says, thank you for your help.
0: (laughs) It's amazing they felt they needed to censor that, though. I mean, that's so tame. That's That's so so Nintendo. It's nothing. (laughs) I mean, I've read about the Maniac Mansion uh, getting uh, censored for the Nintendo, but that was, well, that wasn't really extreme. But that was a lot, a lot worse than this. I mean, this is just a line that's could still be considered just a friendly line, right? But uh, well,
3: yeah. But I uh, like just to to further that. Like one of the lines that was cut was. Um, like uh, at the end of the level, someone says, "Who died and made you boss?" And so that was removed because uh, you know you can't talk about death in a Nintendo game. Even though, even though all the characters can die in every level. Yeah, a, a Mario can die yeah, all the time, but you can't but reference it. No, that's the law,
0: <laughs> the Nintendo law. <laughs> right. Yeah. Anything to
3: say about the review stuff? Um, No, I think the only thing I was going to say was um, uh, to reply to Florian's uh, comment earlier. uh, I don't think I love this game. I think it was really fun to play through it and uh, really frustrating, but I think um, it's too frustrating to be a good puzzle Mm -hmm. game and it's too puzzly to be... Like, it's not an action game at all. Yeah. Uh, I really like some of the level design and uh, figuring out the solution at some point. was like, aha... And that was that was really cool, but uh, yeah, I think hmm. uh, I found it really frustrating now. And I think as a kid, they would I would have just skipped, yeah. I would just sold the game and, and bought something more <laughs> rewarding. Honestly,
2: I, I feel the same. I mean, I I love hard platformers and like like I somehow yeah. managed to get through Cuphead, and I like really hard puzzle games, but this this combination just doesn't work for me.
0: I think the 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 main difference between one of those, you know, like Super Meat Boy or whatever and this is the fact that you have to do it all over again, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this this downtime that you get between
2: attempts. So that that's yeah. really what's 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 breaking the game. Maybe maybe we can hack a version that just moves you back to the <laughs> start of the level instead of just letting you sit through this this cutscene. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think I think that's also what makes these uh these modern platformers modern i mean you die and you're instantly back yeah that instant you know try again instantly that's really a modern touch that i don't think you'd see that at all in a lot of old games so
3: yeah this this game really could have used the rewind time uh feature yeah for sure
0: yeah but the, yeah but then again the whole thing would kind of fall fall apart because you would Probably beat the whole game in a day or so. So mid-level checkpoint, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that would have. Yeah, it's yeah. Oh. Yeah, we we kind of skipped to the reflection bits, which is fine. I mean, there's there's not a lot in between.
2: Um, we we could talk a bit about how to actually play the game. I think you mentioned most of it already. Like, um, yeah, you know, can be had for free from Blizzard.com if you know where to look. Or you can get the um, arcade collection that we mentioned earlier, and if you're really a really collector, they, they the, the games aren't really that expensive on eBay either. But generally, there aren't that many around, so sometimes you have to wait a bit. But then you can get mm. one for thirty bucks or less.
0: And is that then for PC or or any platform? Yeah, PC. Yeah. Okay. PC.
2: The um the SNES version, for example, that is available but expensive. So yeah, the other way around. Oh,
3: that's weird. Um, I think huh. I think I would. Uh, uh, recommend trying it. Like, if you get the the arcade collection, you get the, the sequel as well. And I I just started playing the sequel on uh, Super Nintendo, and they um expand it in a nice way. Like, every character has a little bit more uh more abilities. Like uh, Olaf can uh shrink to a dwarf, <laughs> uh, so he can like uh, walk through small gaps, which is uh is just nice because he's. He's so limited in the original. Like he can, he can uh, basically move his shield up and down. That's it. Um, obviously, he can he can float. He's also the fat guy, right? So the fat guy can shrink. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I guess that's a feature. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's just due, to, due to his robotic shield. It gives him dwar- dwarf powers, apparently. <laughs> All right. Uh and uh yeah, like I said, the uh Beelog can can now do grapple hooking so he can move a bit and uh and uh Eric he can also uh he can double jump and uh he can uh uh crash things with by jumping up rather than uh running at speed. Hmm. So that gives him some some new features. Uh, and I think Olaf as well, because he's uh, uh chunky, he can if he lands on stuff, he can break them just like Eric does with uh his uh, head. So just uh, right. by that feature, and also there's two more characters you can find during the the game, and each level has a maximum of three, but there will be different characters in in different levels. Oh, that's interesting, and they are like an uh, amalgam- amalgamation of the of the, the three Vikings. So you have one guy who can jump, uh, do wall jumps, um, and he can also fight. So I think that I, I've been I actually enjoyed <laughs> playing Lost Vikings too. Uh, uh, earlier this week and I think I'm going to continue a few more levels And uh, like if it gets frustrating again I'll probably uh, leave it for a while but uh, you know you have the passwords you can always resume uh, but uh, I found it a lot more like just intuitive and rewarding uh, even though I you know when I when I finished the first one I was like okay that's it never again <laughs> <laughs> Bjorn have, have you played the sequel
1: I haven't. No, I only. I only realized there was a sequel fairly recently, probably from um, from the club. But I didn't really get a chance to play it, unfortunately.
0: Huh. yeah. Sounds like your sort of thing. Since you've actually beaten the first game, I think you're the only one of us who who did that <laughs> oh, before. Really? You know, so no. twice. Yeah, exactly. So, so what? What would you? What would you say about the the Lost Vikings as a sort of you know reflective?
1: I mean, look, I quite enjoyed it. I, I, I have a bit more tolerance for, I guess, repeating levels over and over and getting frustrated than some people. Um, I don't know. I just kind of get into a zone, and it doesn't bother me too much. Um, it depends on the game too. So, I don't know. For me, I probably wouldn't play it again straight away. But um, yeah, maybe if it comes up, I'd, I'd give it another go in a few years again.
0: But um, yeah, no, I quite enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, what's also kind of interesting because of the level codes is you don't have to go through the whole game. You can just play a level from the middle of the game if you feel like it. Oh, I, I tried that. That doesn't work
2: <laughs> because then you don't, you don't know the the mechanics that have been introduced in the new world. So you have to start at least at the beginning of a of a world of a world and probably all the worlds before. So that 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 doesn't really no, work. No,
0: no, no, no. You can start at any world, I think.
1: I mean, you can at least. If it's one of those levels where there's the hard bit right at the end and you kill all your Vikings but one and you know you can beat it. Just <laughs> over yeah. And you and Just you say, uh, I don't need to try this again. You can at least pretend
0: you beat it and go on to the next level. <laughs> yeah. The rest is I, left
2: I, as I, an I, exercise to the reader, right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it is a bit of an odd game. It's well made. I mean, it looks good. It plays good. It's, 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 there's nothing really. It
2: doesn't. I'm, I'm not so sure. I I mean, it looks good for sure. I just Uh, mean
0: in terms of like frame rate, you know? It runs well. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's well made in that regard, but it's a, it's an odd game. It's, Mm -hmm. I can see why people like it. And I also can see if you're a kid, you can easily just, you know, kids don't mind doing things over and over again that's that's their whole thing they 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 enjoy doing that so i, I can see the nostalgia for sure but
2: so you, you say i lost my childlike mind or
0: yeah but <laughs> you've yeah. lost that did, did you ever even have what? it is my
2: question <laughs> <laughs> i'm the most childlike person I, I know so <laughs> <laughs>
0: But yeah, it's a bit of an odd game. I did, I, I did enjoy it, though. I mean, uh, towards the end, it just got a bit too much for me. I think I, I played it up to maybe the last two levels or something. And then it was just, I don't know, I couldn't take it anymore. I found one of my biggest complaints. It just felt a little bit too long by
1: about five, six levels. Yeah, or so. exactly.
0: But but yeah, I, I'd say the middle 20 levels, I just massively enjoyed so You know, the, the
2: things you said about the humor that, that's added at the beginning of Every World and the new features, those kind of make me, make me sad that I didn't like the game enough to, to get that far. Mm. So I would really have loved to see all that. But yeah, it doesn't work if you can't get past the first 13 levels or so.
0: No, maybe just watch your playthrough. Um, actually, one of the DOS Game Club users who was on the forums a lot he uh, posts some clips he recorded on i think on his super nintendo or maybe maybe it was dos i don't know i think actually it was a super nintendo
3: emulator in dos oh <laughs> uh, yes <laughs> yes uh, yeah, yeah that's right
0: best of both worlds
3: <laughs> but yeah, i think the some of the stuff is 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 quite cl- funny and clever like they they actually um, uh break the third wall at some point and like yeah and then there's some guy watching us <laughs> yeah 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 i
0: think they say do you ever feel like like someone is controlling you, and then you yeah, yeah, say, yeah. "No, no, what are you talking about?" And then and then they end with, "Well, who's that guy then?" And they <laughs> yeah. look at you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, it is. It, uh, you know, it is good. And I think Blizzard was just learning the ropes, and and they had some yeah. obvious great talent. But yeah, this is just one of those early games, you know. So it's flawed, but it's also quite good in a way. So. Yeah, definitely interesting. If you're interested in the history of Blizzard, I would say.
1: I don't. I don't think there's a lot of other games with that kind of mechanic where you, you have the three different characters and you can switch between them to use their different abilities. There's probably a few, but I don't think there's a lot.
2: No, I, I think though that's that's probably not the best part of it. I mean, I don't know. There's this constant switching back and forth and. Moving one guy half a screen and then moving the other guy half a screen
0: and that just yeah, learned, might have been implemented yeah. better it it you know it, if you just forget it's a platformer it becomes a lot better it it's really more like a strategic or or what do you like a puzzle it's it's yeah. you're thinking okay where can this guy get with the mechanics that he has I mean mm-hmm. the mechanics that he has is really what makes it like what makes certain moves possible and others not and you start to think like that like,
2: yeah maybe maybe if if it was well, controlled with the mouse and you just click where you want the guy to go maybe <laughs> that would work better but maybe yeah. we should just play
0: goblins because i think that's <laughs> goblins
3: <laughs> yeah i think i think my um my conclusion when i played it uh as a young younger person was that uh, why don't you just Mix all these abilities into one Viking. Mm-hmm. That would be a lot easier. Yeah, <laughs> and it is weird that they can't jump.
2: But then the game would be too easy, right? Then there's that's no yeah. challenge
0: anymore. For sure, for sure. Right, right. All right. Um, I think that wraps up the Lost Vikings pretty much. It's interesting yeah. to to look at this Super Nintendo stuff uh, in a in a DOS Game Club podcast. I mean, mm. yeah, that's kind of fun. Also, I just want to say the fact that a Super Nintendo emulator can run in DOS does mm. not mean that we're suddenly doing all the Super <laughs> Nintendo games. This is not...
3: <laughs> yeah. This is illegal. Super Mario World next. Ah, uh, <laughs> Super Mario World. Uh, if, that classic DOS game. If it
2: if it wasn't called DOS Game Club, then yeah, if it was just no. Game Club, I would force no. everyone to play Super Mario World every month.
3: No, uh, we're not doing it. It's... No. You start your own club. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Finish all the DOS games first.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that's Lost Vikings. Um, Is there any club stuff going on? There's always club stuff going on.
2: Yes, always. That was a rhetoric question, right? Yeah. So, yeah, as as everybody knows, I hope by now, is that we are in the year of the adventure game, which means Mm. every other month is an adventure game. At the moment, we are playing Star Trek 25th anniversary though I think many are actually done with that already I haven't even started I uh, still have a couple of days left so yeah
0: <laughs> then yeah I'm I'm in the middle of the last mission ah. so I think I I planned this pretty well uh, and yeah the next episode will be about Star Trek mm-hmm. so yeah yeah, it's a, it's an interesting game it so. uh, I've,
2: I've seen a few scenes and it looks quite interesting i um, haven't tried it myself yet so let's yeah. let's see how that goes then in september we are playing Carmageddon. oh
3: yeah
0: it's, that's brutal yeah.
2: um but we'll see how how that will go because someone mentioned it was actually hard to get running on dosbox and hardly anyone has actual hardware so let's see how mm. well that works out for the club
0: we'll see what happens but yeah that's interesting for sure actually i think um the 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 voice message we got from what was it Thaniel? he mentioned that he's also a massive f- fan of uh of Carmageddon so i mean he seemed quite nice maybe we can ask him to to be on that one and sure cuz that's what he said he said i played Carmageddon a lot as well so yeah seems interesting yeah.
2: then in october the month after it's obviously another um, adventure game, and this time it's a real classic. Um, something I think that that maybe everybody that was into DOS gaming has at least heard of, and maybe even tried, even though it's it's not really a big or, or very famous game. I think so. It's Hugo's House of Horrors, yeah, the prequel to um, Nightmare 3D, which we played <laughs> many many
0: months ago. Yeah, in the first year, uh, I think Hugo's House of Horrors is just. Everybody had a copy of uh-huh. this game because it was on every single shareware disc out there. It was just, it was <laughs> yeah, just,
2: and it, I, everyone had this. One of those games that I tried as a kid, but it didn't get very far. So
0: let's see yeah. how, far, how
2: it goes this time because it was only in English and my English wasn't very good as a kid. So
0: I have extremely low expectations <laughs> of this one, to be honest. I I don't maybe think maybe, it's maybe you'll, good, you'll be surprised. Yeah, well, it has its yeah, charm. Well, the second and actually,
1: third one are better, I think. Have you beaten it, actually, Bjorn? Yeah, yeah, I have a um, number of times. It's actually very short. The first one's very short. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> well,
3: that's,
1: and it's we'll and it's. Uh, oh, this isn't this isn't the podcast for it, but it, it's it's clearly. I'm going to be generous and say it's clearly a tribute
0: to Maniac Mansion. Mm-hmm. right yeah I've heard about this I've heard also that the author claims he's never heard even of Maniac <laughs> Mansion so I don't know find that hard to blame
1: <laughs> yeah I
2: mean, we'll it even looks we'll little, see, I think but... even the star screen looks very similar right you are in front of this house yeah so, yeah. yeah. Whatever. we will see in, in a couple of months exactly
0: right so that's what's coming up um, if you like this DOS game stuff then you can head over to our website dosgameclub.com where we have forums where you can uh, suggest games for us to play or participate in the games we're we're, we're doing, you know, can discuss them and everything. Um, You can also be cool like Daniel and send a voice message. Uh, You can send them to club at dosgameclub.com and then we'll play the clip in the show and that's just massively appreciated and a fun way to be part of it. Uh, another way to interact with us is by chatting on irc we have a channel called dos game club on afternet and if you're a more modern person you can also find us on twitter although i guess twitter by now is also pretty old so (laughs) i don't know where we're also called dos game club so Uh, maybe
2: maybe we need like like a tiktok account or something
0: (laughs) yeah i i feel so awkward you know i mean i'm almost 40 years old i i feel like i'd be at a a, a children's party or something. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just
2: creepy old guy hanging out in yeah, the corner of the room. creepy old guy sneaks in. <laughs> it's
0: like, no, I don't want to be here, but I oh, will. Uh, and and last but not least, if you're listening to this in a podcasting app, then maybe you can leave a review or a rating or something, and that will help uh, us, you know, hear from you and also help others find the show. So, yeah, that's a that's a cool thing to do. That's it, I think. So pretty much. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for, for being here, guys. Thank you. Enjoy enjoyed it. Thanks a lot. Yeah, yeah, thanks for pleasure.
2: staying up late for me. <laughs> thanks for standing up early for
0: us. So. Yeah, it's, oh man. So yeah, thanks and, and see y'all next time around. So see ya. Bye. All right. Thank you. Have a good one. Right. Right. See you later. Bye. <laughs>